to River Radio. Okay, roll. You're listening to Stage Door, and whilst Joe and I are off on our holidays, we've picked some of our favourite shows from the archive of 68 weeks' worth of shows for you to enjoy. Hello and welcome, I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Door! We have another fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on locally, nationally and digitally. And we snip around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. And then you can join us and take part in Name That Show. Where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. Then there's our quick quiz, where I pitch myself against five theatre questions and expose vast holes in my knowledge. No, you don't. You're fine. And later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our spotlight interview with the wonderful Alison Fitzjohn. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. to join you on the river radio bit you just oh, did you yeah just you know yeah <laughs> i was having a nice time oh you were in your i'm moment. a bit very white today my voice is feeling a little bit a uh, little bit tired okay i can match that uh, a bit yeah. also i think there's a little bit of um, the humidity's got to a little bit because oh, it's man. so warm what is going on with this weather i don't know is it was that summer is it was those two days summer I don't know, but I had to have the fan on last night. I mean, oh, what's that about? I mean, yes, I am well. a middle-aged woman. Don't. <laughs> I mean, there's Watch the M it. word. <laughs> Watch it, mate. <laughs> Respect your elders. Yeah, I mean, I got rained on in a courtyard Did last you? night, and I was not expecting rain. I mean, mm. we get all seasons in one day. It's a bit like Melbourne. Melbourne does that, uh, well, famously. Yeah, lots of Australia does, actually. <laughs> but hey, how you been? Yeah, not bad, thank you. You've been doing a choir. Oh, do you know what? We're back at Jam, and yeah. uh, all the lessons started on Monday, which is really great. And so Tuesday night, my adult choir, you know, rock up for their first rehearsal for a very long time because yeah. you know it's been it's been weird. Um, but it was so warm, we decided to do it in the courtyard. Oh, at Jam. little alfresco singing! It was, and I'm hoping that the patrons of the Tiger Garden Restaurant a couple of doors <laughs> down enjoyed hearing what we were doing. But it was lovely, actually. Can you tell us what you were singing, or is it a secret for a concert? Um, well, there's no point really telling you, but it, we are preparing for a Christmas concert, so I'll give you that much. <laughs> I see, right, so in the middle of September, there you are outside singing Jingle Bells. Well, not quite that, but <laughs> it did sound great. They were awesome. Um, yeah, but it was so hot and crazy, but it was nice. Yeah. We just needed the gin and tonics on the table at the same time. That would have been really good. So oh, maybe next yeah. week we can manage that one. I went away for a few days to Cornwall with my brother. Yes, you were on the sleeper great. train. Yeah, I'm so excited about the sleeper tell me, train. Tell me. It was so cool. Well, the corridor's very narrow down okay. the side, sort of Victorian. Is it like back. the films when you have like a, a sleeper train on the tri- on it, the films? It is, except it makes you realise either that they used to be bigger carriages or okay. that James Bond's got an awful lot of money behind him because he's in the he's VIP in, carriage. They're yeah. always huge. Um, if they filmed that on real trains, they'd have had an absolute nightmare getting the camera in the room. It's very narrow. It's even narrower than a narrow boat if you've been on a canal really? boat before now. Yeah, everything's very squashed. But the bar carriage, great. Like sort of laid at sofas, <laughs> armchairs. That tells you all you need to know. I love how you always 
always know the bar, no matter where you are. Well, no messing around. There's some lovely pubs in St Ives and we saw some beautiful sculpture. Uh, We were blessed with the weather in so far as it wasn't so hot that we couldn't do anything or felt too sweltering. Um, We didn't get a tan on the beach, but we did have a wonderful ramble around. Fantastic. And did you feel like you had a... You know, a couple of days off to unwind. It did feel nice. Change Good. the scenery. Right. That's awesome. Let's name that show. Yeah. Hello, little girl. What's your rush? You're missing all the flowers. <laughs> you were very specific about the flute. I was, I was. I love that. Ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> love the orchestration. Thank yeah. you. Um, I was about to say the composer. You about to say the name of the composer. <laughs> anyway, so that's our first little clip of what is the show. And listen, I'll tell you what, on our little leaderboard, where I'm going to give extra points for anybody who can tell me who the singer is as Oh, well. well, I think the singer's the only thing that would have given it away oh, to really? me. I recognise that voice so much. Okay, fair. With those clues, Joe nearly about to tell you who the composer is. But let's play that again. Let's listen again. We want you to name the show. So if you work out the song, bully for you, but it's the show we're after. Hello, little girl. What's your rush? You're missing all the flowers. Oh, it's so pretty. I want to echo <laughs> flowers as well, but I suppose that's what the flute does, doesn't it? Very nice. Yeah. So what should people do if they can name that well, show? Well, if they know, they should email in at joe at river.radio. And let me know what you think it is. Now, because we're live, which I'm super excited about, you could even email studio at river.radio and I will get it ping in on the laptop. Aww. So will you, which is awesome. very exciting. Fantastic. You've got so many options. Joe at Roddy at studio at river.radio. Drop us a line. Let us know if you know what that Join is. Join the leaderboard, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on. Hurtle up the list. Right. Let's find out who on earth we are. <laughs> I thought you said you were Roddy and I was Joe. <laughs> oh, very good. She's on fire this morning. Oh, don't know about that. <laughs> it is the morning, but you do have a very tall coffee. I do, I do. I'm Go sorry on, I didn't then. get such a tall tea for you, no, but no, I just thought... Worry. None taken. Don't, no, but I... No, forget <laughs> what it. What is it? What have you got? Tell us what you've okay, got. Okay, I have a skinny caramel macchiato with an extra shot at this time of morning. It's a very large one. Um, yes, yeah, so you can probably guess what establishment, but many establishments. You are this. so home counties. This Am is I? insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, this is supposed to be the bit, not where we talk about what we're drinking, uh, but who on earth we are and some of our past experiences. So I suddenly thought, coming up the stairs this morning right. into the River Radio Studios, there's new carpet, did you see? I will have to look again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it made me think, we're in a lovely studio here. Mm. We've worked in studios a lot. Yes. And then... Um, I love radio studios. There's something very almost contemplative, almost silent, verging on religious about them because they're so hushed. Yep. Because they have to be because of soundproofing. And we did quite a lot at drama school of radio training for acting, very different to this, but um, all those, granted, reading an audio book is very similar. Sit, here's a microphone, read the book. But it was really lovely, great experience. The um, Bristol Ovic Theatre School purchased an old BBC World Service studio Ooh. in Bristol called Christchurch Studios, where bands like, you know, Muse have recorded in the holidays mm-hmm. when we're not uh, doing our radio training. But there's an enormous room called a live room. And yes. I realise that quite a lot of people might not know about um, about radio studios. Sure. There's a live room which has a wooden floor and um, walls, and it's called live because the sound is live. It bounces around, it's quite echoey. So if you listen to the archers and there's a 
bit where somebody is in the town hall, you know, if they're in a Borsetshire little shack somewhere and they need it to sound echoey, they'll use a live room yeah. so that it replicates that echoey sound. But weirdly, if you want to, it to sound like you're outside, so if Lillian or whoever is having a chat in mm-hmm. the fields with the cows, um, then you want, to, you want to be able to replicate the sound that nothing's bouncing back. And to do that, there's foam everywhere. Absolutely Carpeted everywhere. floor. And the, thick the, curtains. Yeah, everything. thick curtains. Yeah. And then there's even, one of my favourite little bits, is this tiny little twisty corridor that disappears to infinity, goes to a vanishing point. Right. Also lined. So if it needs to sound like you're walking off into Away. the distance, mm. you walk down that corridor. I love that. And so many weird little tricks, like, for example, if you want to sound like you're walking through a forest... You walk on crushed up old cassette tape. Yes. So there's just loads of it on the floor. And it sounds like it's sort of foley work. Yeah, loads like of little tricks, isn't there, like that. I love it. Now, you've worked, obviously, in studios as well quite a yep, lot. Yep, um, not radio studios, unless being interviewed, but um, lots of recording studios. Ah, yeah. Now, I've not been in those. I've seen the big mixing desks. Oh, quite amazing. So I've been fortunate enough to work with some major artists and everything. So that's been really fun. But I actually started doing that really young. So when I was uh, the equivalent of A-levels and for work experience, I actually did my work experience in the heart of Sydney at a recording studio. Oh, wow. And uh, still very fond of my mentor at that time, a guy called Jeff Todd, who's in Australia still. He's probably retired now, but did it all his life. And one of the jobs we did was um, miking up um, an orchestra. Oh, wow. And yeah. At the Sydney Town Hall, which was quite a big yeah. big thing. And so I learnt really well how to roll up cables <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again when you're putting them away. Because there is a particular way of doing yeah. it so they don't yeah, go all springy. If, if you do that thing, where which people at home will probably almost certainly do with a hose, where you just wrap it around, around your it. arm, you will be shouted at. <laughs> this is not the correct way. Yeah, so that was, that was interesting. But I learnt loads, absolutely loads, um, doing that. And I have, you know, since done my own stuff recording wise you know yeah, yeah i love it and of course you know we teach all that sort of stuff at jam as well which yeah, is all the tech side. i think everybody needs the tech side yeah very useful that sounds fun that must be real to real days it was i'm not gonna lie it was <laughs> it was real to real no judgment a lot of respect <laughs> for real to real oh yeah and learning how to splice it and cut bits out and cut put them back together and oh, one of wow. my favorite things about one of my favorite songs um paul simon's late in the evening mm-hmm. is that there's a section oh no hang on is it that one Actually, no, it's not that. It's in the middle of Call Me Al. You know the guitar Love solo? That. Love that song. He cut out right. the guitar solo and pasted the tape back in in reverse, which is why it sounds so cool. Oh, we'll have to listen to that. We'll have point. to listen to that later. Now, you did a very interesting thing just then. You just asked yourself a question because you're saying, is that it? But you pointed at yourself. Did you did know I? you did that? Is what, it? what did I do? So you're oh, no. saying, blah, blah, now. blah. Oh, hang on. What was that? Oh, and, did you, I? and you pointed to yourself oh, what, as when if you I, were when thinking. Yeah, I was probably pointing at my brain, oh, asking I, it to work. Well aware of what you were doing, but I just thought it was fascinating. <laughs> you don't normally need to do that. You're a bright spark. Oh well, look, it's early in the morning. Let's lift the curtain. Joke and kick off with some local stuff for us. Oh, there's lots actually. Yeah. You know, everything's opening up, so it's already fantastic. Um, Wickham Swan, just thought I'd mention. Uh, Jack D's on there this Sunday. Oh, I, I love him. So droll. What do you like about, yeah, the drollers. I like how grumpy he is. Yeah. I mean, even when he was in Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, mm. and was like, I'm really not having a nice time. Not only was it funny, he then escaped. I think he's great. 
<laughs> so Jack Dees at Wickham Swan this Sunday. Uh, following Sunday, Professor Brian Cox, in case you're interested. Uh, Leslie Garrett's coming to do a concert, if oh. you're liking that style of things. Or you might like Martin Kemp. Oh, wow. 1st of October, for all those that fell in love with him when he was younger, you can go and might adore him. see him as an older man. Absolutely. He's what my mum would have called a bit of a dish. Oh, okay. He's got, he's got quite a, um, he's got a dimply chin, hasn't he? I, I've enjoyed watching him on uh, Celebrity Gogglebox, I'm not going to lie. Oh, is yeah. he in that? Yeah. I think he's quite charming. What's that, Tim? What's that band he was in? Spandau Ballet. Spandau Ballet, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, at the Kenton Theatre in Henley, we have, um, coming up on the 24th of September, the Comedy Network, and we have uh, Travis J. And Glenn Moore and Sarah Barron are going to be on. That's the 24th of September. There's quite a lot going on at the Kenton, because I was is. having a little look at it. There is. Because Pam got... Ayres has sold out. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not surprised. You plugged that a few weeks ago, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. There's a Tommy Cooper show on the 25th as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's just Tenors Unlimited. You know, there's loads and loads of stuff coming up. And there's Tony Christie at the Kenton as well. Oh, the 2nd of, the second of October. October. Yeah. Down the avenues and alleyways. And, oh, oh, very nice. Quite a lot. <laughs> Humouring me. There's quite a lot of people who will have come to know Tony Christie, younger people, through him working with, with PDK. PDK. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, great song. But I have more. Cool. Norden Farm. Now, this is really fun, right? For, for families with teenage, younger teenage girls and late, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12s, probably around that. Um, at Norden Farm, this Saturday at 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock, they have a show called Pop Divas Live. Ooh. So these West End stars, yeah. right, these West End female singers and performers have got together and put together this group and they do songs from Little Mix, Taylor Swift, Megan Trainer, Ariana Grande, Rihanna and Beyonce. And it's going to be great fun. Lots of choreo, lots of fabulous vocals. So if you'd like to do something with probably, well, I don't want to say probably your teenage daughter, but um, anybody who is interested in I'm pop music. Oh, yeah, well, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a really great thing. One o'clock and five o'clock at Norden.farm for the website. Can I do one more? Yeah, go for okay. one more and then we'll have a little breather. Yeah. So Oxford Playhouse um, coming up. We've got a couple of things. Um there is uh, the play. Uh, Hello, reboot. <laughs> exactly. Let me. Uh, I've got two things, and that's why I'm a little bit um, confused. <laughs> a teeth are hanging Persephone. out. Do you want to put the other set in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so rude. Um, Oxford Playhouse Persephone is coming in November. Um, young woman in contemporary society. It, they're mixing it with some folk rock music. Folk. Just keep saying it. They're great. Folk rock, is it? (laughs) Is Is this your James Nocte moment? (laughs) Uh, We knew this would happen. We haven't been live for so long. (laughs) I'd normally have cut that out, but (laughs) we are live. Okay. At least I didn't swear. Anyway, folk rock music is what I was going for. And contemporary dance. So that's uh, Persephone at the Oxford Playhouse in November. But they're also doing, for younger audiences, a play about Josephine Baker. And I think it's a really interesting thing from the 3rd to the 9th of October. So for younger audiences, uh, Josephine Baker um, tribute, I suppose, but it's about her life um, and also to promote anti-racism and things like that. So people are better educated as to uh, what Josephine did as well. Is that on in October? It is in October. So that chimes in with Black History Month as well, doesn't it? 3rd to the 9th um, at Oxford Playhouse. Fantastic. Well, let's listen to some music and then we'll come back to... There's so much going on, so we're going to keep lifting the curtain (laughs) in a few minutes. You're listening to Joe and Roddy on Stage Door at River Radio and you are listening to some of our past shows that we've dug up from the archives for you to enjoy. 
with the wonderful Billy Porter singing. This is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live. And you can even tell Alexa, play River Radio Live. Now, something I wanted to talk to you about is, did you see that video that's doing the rounds on Facebook of a 20-year-old filmmaker who had won an award for a short, It's I think it's about one minute long, this video. Which one? It's, I have seen um, one it's recently. an old couple in a car. That's all I'm going to say, because yes. otherwise I'll give too much away. Yes. Isn't it charming? And the other car that comes up next yeah, to them. Yes. Yeah. And yes. It, I, we, I'm trying, you, it's so short that if we give you any more details, it'll give it away. If you've seen it, you'll know. Yes. Isn't it beautiful? Email us if you agree, yeah. studio at river.radio. But it is so lovely. I think we should probably share that for anyone who's not seen it, if mm. we can whack it on our page. Let's see. Because it's a really beautiful little short video. Anyway, would highly recommend that. Um, now, something I've noticed, back to the theatre, uh, just looking nationally to the Al. Maida in London. There's oh. a play called Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied Tunisia, which, mm-hmm. uh, interesting title, um, it calls itself a brave, hilarious and singular play. Now, do you remember Adrian Edmondson? Ed yes, Edmondson? I do. Yeah. I worked with him on Fame Academy. So oh, did Fame you? Academy, oh, yeah. right, just uh, clang his hip <laughs> on up there. Um, but he apparently gives a superb performance according to Time Out, and it's set in 1943, when apparently the Nazis occupied Tunisia for four months. Um, or, sorry, I think they occupied it for longer, but it's set during that period, four mm-hmm. months into it. And there are two couples, one Muslim, one Jewish, and they're trying to survive the war, trying to survive their marriage, um, and save themselves um, from a Nazi named Grandma. 
Now, uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, apparently it's vivid, brutally comic, heartbreaking, and it's a new play about home identity and survival. Mm. It sounds like a very interesting um, mix, sort of something quite um, bittersweet about it, something quite sour and vinegary about it. Mm. But, you know, it'll be funny and also quite um, uplifting, I think. So uh, that's apparently very good. That's at the Almeida at the moment. Fantastic. Um, Wanted to uh, do a shout out for the Regent's Park open air again. Oh, yeah. For Carousel. Now, I don't know if you'd noticed, but all the, the photos have come out from the production. Oh, no, I haven't seen Oh, go and have shots. a look. There is a fabulous have... one of all of them dancing, and they've jumped up into the air with this sort of like angled leg movement thing. Oh, yeah. And it's all spot on. Oh, wow. Really spot do, on. Do you think they stayed behind afterwards to uh, re photograph that? <laughs> no, I'm no. going to believe no. that it was all perfectly they done. Did it. Thank That's you. incredible. But it's got five stars. It's, it said phenomenal, everything like that. And, you know, of course it's going to be. Beautiful part of town as well. Yeah. I sometimes avoid production shots just because I don't want, they can give things away, or at least I can join the dots sometimes between what's happening. And I'm like, mm, I know what's coming. Yeah, but you know the story of Carousel anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. But if you walk up the stairs, for instance, in some theatres and they've got production shots, I hide, I cover my eyes. Um, from Regent's Park to Little Angel, so over yes. to Islington. Now, you know I bang on about the Little yes. Angel because it's so beautiful. Um, they've got a play, this is quite unusual, mm. for six to 18 months old. Wow. So for real little ones. They're doing it in two different versions. So they'll do okay. it for 18 months to three years. But the six to 18 months, it's happening in October. Right. Um, and it's called The Bed. It's a Sylvia Plath uh, um, book adapted into stage. And it's escapism. So there are elephants, there are macaws, there are parakeets. Wow. And I think it'll be very gentle, very calm. But are they doing, a, like, projection stuff as well, or is it just all puppetry? I, from what I've seen, and as you know, I don't like production shots, it looks like... I mean, there will be puppetry, because it's the home of British puppetry. Yes. So there will there will definitely be a lot of puppets. I don't know whether there's projection. I imagine there'll be quite a beautiful lighting I'm just design. thinking sensory, you know. Yeah, it will be, I'm sure. Mm. Um, so that looks gorgeous. And they've also got... There's a rang tan in my bedroom and other stories. Oh, I love that. So the idea is you, you wake up um, to find a turtle in your your bathtub um, an orangutan bouncing on your bed and a jaguar creeping through the kitchen so oh, again it. ridiculous imaginative yeah. escapism and that's um that's about to open so tomorrow it opens tomorrow and it's on through to november mm. uh, and that's at little angel in islington oh that's so gorgeous if you want to go for something really big the Mamma Mia party is back is it yes at, at the, the o- o2? o2 in o2. london o2. did you ever go and experience that I've when been it was to the O2. No, I've no, I meant to... this particular event. No, I didn't. No, okay, well, maybe if they would like to bless us with some tickets, we, <laughs> could go and, <laughs> we can go and uh, review. We'll go, yeah. But um, it's back, basically, from the 1st of October. And if you haven't heard about it, it's the Mamma Mia party is literally, um, they have built the inside of the sort of the Greek taverna uh, that is in the musical and the movie. And you are some of the guests at the wedding, so to speak. So you have a four-course meal. Um, the the actual characters are there doing their songs and a bit of acting and, you know, all the top songs from the show, et cetera, et cetera. But you're actually part of that big celebration with um, great choreo, great Greek feast, you know, everything's four hours worth of really? magical, unique experience. Four hours? Four hours. And ABBA music. Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't love ABBA music? Exactly. So that's back open again after it's been closed because of um, the pandemic on uh at the O2 in London, so uh, look out for that. It's a really good thing for friends to do together, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and next week, I've been watching this at Stratford East, Shining City is mm. going to open. So it's set in Dublin in Ireland. Um, John is recently bereaved and believes himself to be haunted by the ghost of his dead wife, mm. for reasons which I imagine become um, eminently apparent. Um, and it slowly reveals his secret story to Ian, who's a psychotherapist and former priest. So he's mm. lost his faith. And that stars Brendan Coyle. So for people oh, who okay. are huge fans of Downton, yeah. um, you've got Brendan Coyle there. But of course... That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, did you also, I just wanted to congratulate the um, Arts Theatre Group, Arts Theatre Group, the Ambassador Theatre Group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> once, once again. Uh, ATG, um, they had, on Monday night, they had the summer party with lots of amazing, well-known, you know, actors and producers and everybody you can think of, really, and directors. Um, and they raised 90 grand Whoa. for Sam Mendes um, Theatre Arts Fund. So Incredible. 90 grand, which is fantastic. So that's going to go out to all the people that really needed it, um, which is wonderful. So well done, you guys. Oh, fantastic. Now, we must plough on. We've got the quiz to do. We've got yep. the spotlight interview coming. Let's have a break for some music. And then we've got our second clip of Name That Show. All those days watching Lifted, and at last I see. 
film. Yeah, what classic mo- Disney end. It is, yeah. So that's from Tangled, and that's Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. Beautiful. Yeah. Right, let's name that show. Name that show. Mother said not to stray, still I suppose a small delay. Ooh. Let's listen again. Mother said not to stray, still I suppose a small delay. Oh, so good. Ooh, creepy, quite furtive, isn't so it? So we had the male voice in mm-hmm. example one, and now we've got this little girl's voice. I don't know who that is. Is she in famous? example two. Should I know? And <laughs> Clinton, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so if you know what the show is that that little clip is from, email in joe at river.radio, even studio at river.radio. Tell us what you think it is, the show that it comes from. If you know any of the singers, that's bonus points. Name of the song, bonus points. But we're really looking for the show. The show. <laughs> we're doing quite a lot of hand gestures this morning. <laughs> I've had some very rude ones. Right, quick. going to make it harder for me now. Sure am. Uh-oh. Nice piece of mango, madam. <laughs> anyway, question one, are you ready? Yeah. Pen and paper? Well, no, I'll just do it in my brain. And Listen, he always needs help, guys, so just... <laughs> <laughs> Roddy at River.Radio, help, help him, him out. Firm. Who starred as Eva Perron in the film version mm. of the musical Evita? Yeah. Okay, question. I'm, I'm, I'm always miffed about that show because my parents went when I was a kid. Right. And they, to be fair, they never had date nights, which I think is why Aww. I was so miffed because they didn't take me. And I'd loved Joseph. And then they went back to the Birmingham Hippodrome to see Evita and didn't take me. So I've always had a nagging, I'm not allowed to see that one. It's yeah. a date night. I know, but they didn't say that. They just got me a babysitter and left. Oh. Separation. I'm, I'm, listen, you know what? I bet they did tell you, but you just weren't listening. Hey, what are you saying? <laughs> Question two. Uh, what character sings the number memory in Cats? Uh, oh. What character sings oh, memory? I, I'm, one name comes to mind because I don't know any others. So okay. I'm going to say that. Question three. Which Lady Gaga song from A Star Is Born won the Best Original Song Oscar in 2019? Uh, Yeah, I should know that, shouldn't I? Yeah. With Bradley Cooper. Question four. Help, help. Roddy at River.Radio. The 80s chart topper, I Know Him So Well, was taken from which Andrew Lloyd Webber musical? Oh. I Know Him So Well, the song, was taken from which Andrew Lloyd Webber musical? It's a duet. If that helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Female no, I know it. who's singing it. I could sing you most of it, but yeah. I can't think. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not looking good. And question five, how old, now this is going to be a stab in the dark, how old was Stockard Channing when she played high school student Rizzo in the film version of Grease? I mean, given I watched <laughs> half the film at 2am in Australia, I for the first time about three years ago, I don't recognise half the words you've just said. Give me that one again. Okay. How old was Stockard Channing? Female actress. Right. When she played high school student Rizzo, yeah. who sings There Are Worse Things You Could Do, yeah? yeah, in the film version of Grease. How old was she when she played yeah. that high school student? This is like that classic game where I'm either going to go too low or too high and you'll be miffed because I've guessed wrongly. Right. Uh, do, recap, quick recap. Fire, fire. Uh, who starred as Eva Peron in the musical Evita? Which character sings the number Memory in Cats? Which Lady Gaga song uh, won Best Original 
um, song, Oscar, from A Star Is Born. Um, I Know Him So Well, duet was taken from Angeloid Webber's musical, Which One? And Stockard Channing plays a high school student, but how old was she really? Right, so far I'm on two out of five, so if you can help me, email roddy at river.radio. We've got two minutes. You're listening to Stage Door, and Joe and Roddy here are rifling through the archives to play you some of our favourite past shows from the previous 68 shows. Was a man who knew the road And the writing was written on the stone In the ancient time An artist led the way But no one could seem to understand In his heart he knew That the artist must be true But the legend of the rent was way past due Well, you think you'll be just fine Without me, but you're mine You think you can just kick me out of the band One problem there The band is mine How can you kick me out Of what is mine you're not hardcore Unless you live Wow. <laughs> and that's from School of Rock. Very nice. Yeah. I'm not hardcore, but not even very good at the quiz. Love Time's that. up. Okay, are you ready? No, go. Okay, so the question, who starred as Eva Peron in the film version of the musical Evita? Madonna. Great, one out of one, well done. <laughs> question two, which character sings the number Memory in Cats? Grisabella? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Two out of two. I need a little bell, don't we? <laughs> uh, which Lady Gaga song from A Star Is Born won the Best Original Song Oscar in 2019? I can't remember it. I'm going to know it as soon as you say it. Shallow. Oh, uh, yes. I haven't seen it. I yeah. think it, it would have banked in my head if I'd watched yeah. it. It is beautiful. Yeah. They actually sang it together at the Oscars. Mm. Um, question four. The 80s chart topper duet I Know Him So Well was taken from which Andrew Lloyd Webber musical? Is it Tell Me On A Sunday? No. Oh, Sunset Boulevard? Chess. It, that's not Andrew Lloyd Webber, is it? And Tim Rice. It's Tim Rice, but it's Benny and Bjorn. Chess is Tim <gasps> Rice with... Um, it is Tim Rice, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the ABBA writers, if not both. I think you could be right. <laughs> there is a look of fear has descended across this face. Because that's the thing that made me think, oh, I'd have guessed chess because I watched it. But it can't be because you said Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, I'm going to look that Ooh, up. Oh, Stuart's Inquiry. <laughs> Stuart's Inquiry, please. <laughs> oh, I'm too tired. I shouldn't do these things late at night. And question five, how old was Stockard Channing when she played high school student Rizzo in the film version of Greece? 16. 
33. Oh, I went the other way. Okay. <laughs> 33. Well, two out of five plus, I reckon, if you'd said, if you if the question had been right, right, let's park that for now and get ourselves into the vault. It's the only safe way out of here. So in we go. Squeeze in. I'm yep. just still a mess from that question. <laughs> She's in a puddle on the floor. I'll drag you in. And rolling through the Rolodex, we've got R. What's we R for? do. Um, we're going to talk about Rent, the ah. musical. Now, we've done songs from it before. We've mm. interviewed people from the cast. And, uh, you know, it's such a great number. Anyway, so I just wanted to revisit it because it's back up at the Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester again with a few cast changes. Okay. Um, so uh, one being Luke Bayer, who was one of the Jamies, and everybody's talking about Jamie. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it, that is, it's still on until the 19th of September, so I just wanted to um, mention it because it's been such a praised performance and um, you know version of this play. But if you haven't heard of Rent... It is written by Jonathan Larson, and it's based on Puccini's opera La Boheme. Ah. And it follows the ups and downs of a year of a life um, of a group of impoverished artistic friends living in Manhattan's East Village. Mark, an expiring filmmaker, who Luke Bayer plays, yeah. uh, struggles to find his place in the world. And his roommate Roger, an HIV-positive musician, wonders how he's going to leave his mark before he dies. Uh, Mimi and Angel look for true love as they face the harsh reality of life as HIV-positive young people, while the business like Joanne seeks fidelity from her wild child performance artist girlfriend Maureen, <laughs> who has hilarious songs. Uh, the group's dreams, losses and love stories weave through the musical's narration to paint a stunningly raw and emotional portrait of the gritty bohemian world of New York City in the late 1980s under the shadow of HIV and AIDS. Now it's, you know, it's quite, at the time, such a revolutionary, um, you know, show. Yeah. Jonathan Larson, who wrote it, um, he'd actually won an award from a Stephen Sondheim uh, competition and so even Stephen Sondheim was in, involved in uh, helping him become a better writer. Oh, wow. Um, sort of mentor him. Yeah, and unfortunately, Jonathan Larson passed away um, before, you know, the proper opening night of his had show. Had he finished it? Is it one of those unfinished no, works? No, it had finished. It had been, it had been finished, in yeah. rehearsal and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, just missed oh. seeing the whole thing. But it's it's had a, a long-lasting effect on musical uh, theatre history, really. Um, even the styles of the songs are very different to others. And within itself... You know, each style of song is very, very different. But I thought we'd play um, one of them that isn't... I mean, Seasons of Love, for example, is one of the the most well-known yeah, songs yeah. that Jonathan Larson has written. I didn't want to do that one. I've, I'm doing another one called I'll Cover You, and it happens twice in the show. The first one is just an upbeat thing when, um, uh, you know, these these two guys, um, Angel and... Um, oh, I can't remember what I said. Uh, meet... Um, for the first time, and they fall in love, and they have this beautiful thing. But then, when Angel dies a bit later, um, he sings the most gorgeous slow version of the song as a tribute. But this is the uptempo version of "I'll Cover You." Leaving my house, I'll be your shelter. Just pay me back with one thousand kisses. Be my lover. I'll cover you Open your door I'll be your tenant Don't got much baggage To lay at your feet But sweet kisses I've got to spare I'll be there And I'll cover you 
they meant it When they said you can't buy love Now I know you can rent it And at least you are my love Joe and Roddy on Stage Door River Radio listening to some of our favourite shows from the archives Great, it's amazing It's amazing how that show's endured It's so popular, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's um, so many different styles of music in that in the whole show it's yeah. Lovely, yeah, I saw your version Yeah, you did Great I hope you liked it I did I was really proud of it You actually. reworked it, didn't you? Because it's the only time I've seen it so I knew you changed a couple of things but I don't know Ever so slightly. Only, only very slightly. Yeah. Only very slightly. <laughs> no, just, just to suit the cast that we had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which was um, sort of a graduation, uh, you know, cast. From and how students. closely does it shadow Lab OM? Because I, I don't know that either. Quite, actually, story-wise, yeah. Oh, is Quite it? It does, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have a public announcement for me, Joe? Um, <laughs> I might do, Roddy. <laughs> this is where we need to ring a funeral bell. Okay, Dong. I just, yeah, we need all of that. Dong. All right. <laughs> Bring out your apology. Okay, here it is. I apologise to the world for making an incorrect statement about <laughs> the musical chess because I had, I don't, I just, I don't know what else to say. Chess is written by the Abba Boys. You are absolutely right. I don't know why I write Angela Edwards. Can I have an extra point then? You can have five extra points, Roddy. Oh, wow, I've got seven yeah, out of Yeah, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> I've got it wrong. And it's only because I wasn't concentrating and I was rushing the questions and I apologise to the world. A I will do a, up. a better job next time. Oh, she looks mortified. When I said it, your face just went, it, I could see you go, yeah. hang on a second. Yeah. You had a moment. What kind of moment is it, Jabe? Uh, <laughs> I'll say it again, respect your elders, buddy. Uh, yes, I do very much. Uh, you're listening to River Radio, online at river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple Woo! and Spotify, and we're coming soon to DAB. Yay! Now, still to come... Oh, it's so exciting. We've got this interview. We have. And that. after that, we get to find out if you've correctly managed to name, name that, that show. show. So let's dive into our spotlight interview. I'm looking forward to this.
So please welcome to the stage door program, Alison Fitzjohn. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for context, Ali and I met on a job in 2015, and I always genuinely always love hearing about your career. So this is a real treat for me. I get, to, I get to nose through your CV. Now, take <laughs> us right back. How did you get into performing? Oh, gosh, that's a really interesting one. I just always like making people laugh. And to go yeah. very deep for a moment, I kind of like that thing of not being myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and you're trying to, like, find who you are and, it's, and everything's quite difficult. So it was actually just really fun just for, you know, for time just putting on a silly voice and just making people laugh and kind of therapeutic, I guess, in a way. Yeah, yeah no, that makes a lot of sense. Now, how did you become a professional actress? So as my life grew, I wanted to be a professional actor and got the opportunity to go to Bretton Hall and just really enjoyed the experiences that I had there and um, the tutors that I met. And then in our third year, we did like a showcase and wrote to loads of agents. And I got signed by a wonderful lady called called Philippa Howell. Yeah, Philippa then got me my first professional audition, which was Horrible Histories. And it kind of just went from there then. I was going to say, you mentioned being funny. Many of our listeners are highly likely to know you from all of those tours <laughs> of Horrible Histories on stage. Yeah. What can you tell us about that show? What were some of your favourite characters? I just think what I love most about it is it, the kind of the education element married with the humour. I kind of think it was really accessible for children. So yeah. it's their first taste to theatre and I really loved that I really liked being part of that and I, I loved being part of the whole franchise it's like a real family and I played characters like Boudicca and Queen Victoria rapping <laughs> Queen Victoria uh, rocking Boudicca where she did like we will we will smash you instead of we will rock you and <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Queen Elizabeth and then I was also other characters like oh boy where I was just kind of like whipped on stage <laughs> um I should maybe explain that a bit more Rossi. <laughs> but back in the day if a prince was naughty they had a whipping boy so they didn't get whipped it was the whipping boy that got whipped Aww. and that was a thing <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was just such an amazing thing to be part of. It enabled me to like travel the world. Where did you go? We did horrible histories in like Sydney Opera House. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cried when I walked into the reception <laughs> of the Sydney Opera House and the woman just like looked at me and went, I know. <laughs> Oh, I just, how lovely yeah, I just was so overwhelmed with the fact that I was going to be able to perform there. Yeah. I performed in the Middle East, in Singapore, in Hong Kong. The great thing about it is it just goes down really well wherever we are. It kind of proves to me that theatre and laughter translates to anyone, anyone. That it's universal. Yeah. I mean, I loved your rapping, Queen Victoria. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And I remember it tallied with something you'd said, that you harboured a dream to be in a musical. Uh, now, yeah. how did that aspiration? Pan out. Well, hello, the band musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still think to myself, did that really happen? <laughs> I actually got the job because of you, because you had asked, <laughs> because 
because you had asked Mark Franken, who's a wonderful casting director, to come to see the show of Alice's Adventures Underground that we did together. And he yeah. remembered me from that show and called me into audition for the band because they were looking for um, a larger woman. Um, hello, that's me. And, <laughs> and when I read the speech, I just got who this woman was. I just got who the character yeah. was and went in. I never thought that it would happen. And then basically, literally, the next day my agent got a call and said yeah we'd like Alison to be part of the three-week workshop and I think they were trying me out for signs to be honest they were doing that with a lot of people there and so it was like a three-week yeah. audition which was pretty intense <laughs> yeah. yeah oh crikey the Take That musical so cool and you met them I, yeah I met Take That and I had experiences such as red carpet experiences with Elton John's partner's AIDS night where like Liz Burley was walking down a red carpet and Robbie Williams was there and I was just like this is my life what you know because I couldn't believe it and the thing that I thought that was a lasting memory for me was how much it touched the people that came to see it you had women who probably would never have been to the theatre before coming into theatre and experiencing theatre and enjoying the, the take that songs but actually then watching this amazing story by Tim Firth it was just a great way of getting new people into theatre, which is why I really kind of have an issue when people, you know, would prejudge it because it was a jukebox musical. Yeah. Those people have loved it so much. They've gone on then to watch loads of different shows. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So from rapping as Queen Victoria <laughs> yeah. to being in a musical, yeah. we crossed to some gig theatre. Under the Sheffield Crucible, which is an amazing <laughs> venue. And funnily enough, a quiz answer on stage at all last week. So at the moment, you're rehearsing a brand new production with them. Have you been inside the theatre yet? Oh, I haven't, actually. I made a conscious choice not to. Mm-hmm. The others went and looked the other day. But I kind of want to wait until the set's up. And then I'm going to walk yeah. in and, yeah, experience it as it is. Yeah. Like unwrapping a Christmas present on the exactly. day. It's one of the best things. Isn't it? It's so exciting. Wow. So Sheffield have teamed up with Clean Break. Yeah but on Typical Girls, which looks fierce. Now, you've got a wonderful writer. What can you tell us about her? Um, well, she's just amazing. Morgan, Morgan Lloyd-Malcolm. She, people, probably your listeners would know her uh, from writing Amelia, which was just an Olivier yeah. award-winning show. She is so amazing and she's a wonderful person as well. And in my audition, I, kind of, I saw her and I was like, oh, I really loved, I really loved Amelia. I really loved Amelia. And then she's so <laughs> humble and she's so lovely and no airs and graces, you know, and she's a very oh. kind woman. I've been working a lot with amazing women. Great. I never really thought that there was a whole gender issue going on. I never really, it never really kind of occurred to me, but since working with like amazing women and there's a company in Bristol called Theatre West that I've done some work for there's also another company in Bristol called Pins and Needles Emma and Zoe they're also amazing Dictina Hurd who I've worked with recently as well and then now Clean Break and Morgan and it's really really inspiring it's just wonderful just kind of how fierce as you say it is it sounds pretty intense at times is it also funny oh it's really funny it's about these women in this pipes unit of a prison which is a unit which helps women 
psychologically get prepared for the life outside prison. I'm working with women that are members of Clean Break as well. I just, I feel so lucky to be part of it all. So for people who don't know about Clean Break, what can you tell us about their education and theatre work? I hadn't actually heard of them until the audition presented itself to me. And then I was reading reviews from the members of Clean Break, which said that they had changed their life. And I was like, wow, this is a theatre company that is genuinely making a difference. They work with women who have had lived experience of the criminal justice system and maybe have taken a path that they want to get away from. Yeah. And so Clean Break helped them with that creative path, put on productions using the members of Clean Break. And I just love being a part of it. It's kind of made me question myself and... And made me think about, you know, things that have happened in my life and why did I choose this route rather than that route? Yeah. It all just comes back to we're just humans who make choices. So it's just a wonderful, sobering, uplifting, fantastic thing to be part of. I just feel so honoured. Theatre is such a safe space and for people who've had such a vulnerable experience in the past to now be somewhere they can explore that is incredible. Yeah. So the show is called Typical Girls. The reason it's called Typical Girls is because it's using the music of the 70s, 80s punk band, The Slits, who are absolutely kind of like rocking as well. They were kind of (laughs) such a feminist, really forward-thinking group of women that really smashed down barriers of kind of music and there's so such a connection with the play and the, these women in this pipes unit. And it's about rehabilitation, how we see rehabilitation, uh, how society sees rehabilitation. Morgan actually, I think she said it took her six years to write it. Because she actually went in two pipes units. She, she spoke to women in prison and got the real words from people living these experiences. If people want to come and watch something that's really thought-provoking, that's really going to make them consider themselves as well as what they've just watched, but also wants a really great time, a really joyous, uplifting kind of kick-ass time with the slits music but <laughs> I think they definitely should get to the Sheffield Crucible and come and see us. I'm not surprised this project's resonating so powerfully for you because you've got such a massive heart like <laughs> as has been demonstrated on this call from getting people into theatre to caring about others. I mean even during lockdown checking in with people on Facebook which I certainly hugely appreciated oh. as did so many others. Oh yeah my little heart system. It was wonderful and it just just proves what not just a brilliant actress you are, but a wonderful, kind-hearted human as well. So thank you for talking to us on Stage Door, Alison Fitzgerald. Love you, Roddy. Oh, isn't she gorgeous? She's so much fun. She's wonderful. I'll give all the details of that show next week in Lifting the Curtain. Brilliant. If you have, if you're thinking, why do I recognise Clean Break's name? You might have caught at the Donmar, um, Alice Birch's Blank show, which I I watched and it was staggering. I'm so excited for this show that Alison's in. Um, Brilliant. Her face Facebook system that she alluded to there yes. that I mentioned. She got you to post a heart, a colour-coded heart, based on how you were feeling, if you were struggling. Okay. And there was no normal spectrum to those mm-hmm. hearts. So you didn't feel like you were giving too much away if you put, like, 
like red for danger. Mm. Um, and then she and other mutual friends on Facebook would just check in with you. And I had a bit of a tough week at one point, and I had a couple of friends reach out, oh. and it was so lovely. That's the kind of oh, w- spirit of the that. woman she is. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Right, let's polish off. Name that show. Grandmother first, then Miss Plump. What a delectable couple. <laughs> well, that first word should give a lot away. Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> Do you one more. slung this together, have you? Grandmother first, then Miss Plump. What a delectable couple. It's the actor that gave it away to me. Because okay. that's Johnny Depp. It is Johnny Depp. Very uh, recognisable Johnny Depp. Okay. Go on then, Joe. So people might recognise the song, but they need to name that show. What is it? Into the woods. Into the woods to see the show, to watch the play, <laughs> to have an interval four hours in. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, no, it's such a fantastic song, isn't it? It is. It's a brilliant show. Um, for those of you who don't know it, uh, the first half is an entire play in itself. So, yeah, you can just do the first act. And then I would have liked that because I went for an ice cream. <laughs> and there were genuine, People go home. People are halfway on the bus and then realise that they're, why were they selling ice creams at the end? Yeah, it's um, crazy. It is wonderful. I scandalised Mark. Who listeners will recognise and remember from previous River Radio shows um, on stage door? He, I scandalised him by saying it's too long. It's too, I don't. It's too long. Yeah. He's cutting. I was like, no, no, Shakespeare needs cutting as well. I love Shakespeare. If it's, <laughs> it's brilliant, but I'd cut it. It needs savaging down. So we're going to listen to that before we finish we the are. show. Now next week, Joe. We've got some hot news to announce. We do. As the rain comes down. Uh, we've got some hot news to announce next week. But for now, that's it from us. They're just going to have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next Thursday at 11. But let's play that song. Yeah. The name that show song from Into the Woods. And we'll see you or hear you next Thursday for more from the Stage, stage Door. door. singing sweetly you'll miss the birds completely you're traveling so fleetly grandmother first then miss plump what a delectable couple utter perfection one brittle one supple one moment my dear follow the path and never stray just so little girl any path so many worth exploring this one would be so boring And look what you're ignoring Think of those crisp, aging bones Then something fresh on the palate Think of that scrumptious carnality Twice in one day The 
there's no possible way to describe what you feel when you're talking to your meal. Mother said not to stray, still I suppose a small delay. Granny might like a fresh bouquet. Goodbye, Mr. Wolf. Goodbye. 